Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. Good morning everyone from my side as well. Um, today is our uh, Shofar, we are Shofar Joburg, um, are part of a bigger family. So there are about, I'd say, upwards of 40 Shofar congregations in South Africa and then some in Malawi and Namibia and in, in um, the Netherlands and in the UK and so on. And this, this week is our global prayer and fast, so where we all pray and fast together. So the service is also going to look slightly different. Um, I'm going to read you a, a scripture now. So, um, Jonathan, if you can just bring up uh, the slideshow. And um, then Jonathan is also just going to play us a 10-minute video clip from uh, Pastor Heinrich Titus, who is our um, uh, international apostolic leader. And um, that'll serve sort of just as an introduction. And then we're going to just spend some time praying f- through a few things. And then the plan is that um, from, from this evening until Wednesday evening, we fast together. And we want to invite you to join us. Um, you know, some of you are like, what, what, what's fast? You know, I pray fast, but pray and fast, I don't know. I <laughs> don't know what that is. <laughs> well, fasting is just sort of abstaining from something, usually food, uh, in order to um, just humble ourselves before the Lord and declare, remind ourselves of our dependence upon the Lord uh, and, and just to, to cast away um, <clears throat> distractions. One, one of the ways in which we grow as Christians is through the, the, the different Christian disciplines. And many of them um, are well-known disciplines like, like prayer and worship and witnessing, stuff like that. Others like um, solitude and fasting and so on are less um, well-known. But I, w- I once had a, a friend of mine, if you can just bring up Colossians 3 verse, from verse 9 to 10, uh, it says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Um, Corne, Corne Becker said you get lots of different Christian disciplines, but you get two kinds of disciplines. You get disciplines of attachment and you get disciplines of detachment. All the disciplines are designed to do one of two things, help us to attach better to God or help us to detach better from the world and from the things of the world. Does that make sense? And, and in that sense, um, prayer and fasting go together extremely well. Because like um, Andrew Murray said, prayer is grabbing hold of heaven and fasting is letting go of earth. And, and, and for the next three days from Monday to Wednesday, and then Wednesday evening we're going to break the fast um, together and uh, as small groups, what we want to do is just focus specifically on prayer and fasting, on through prayer grabbing hold of heaven and through fasting, letting go of earth. Uh, and and it's, it's very much in line, as you can see, with what we've been talking about in Colossians 3, you know, putting off and putting on. Putting off the old stuff, the wrong stuff, putting on the new stuff, the right stuff. Okay, does that make sense? You guys ready with the video? Okay, you can run that for us, please. Church family, as always, it is such an honor and a great joy to be able to share a couple of thoughts with you 
Yeah, the beginning of another year. Um, what a blessing. The gift of years that God adds to our life. And He's given us another opportunity to get to know Him and to make Him known in this beautiful year that lies ahead of us. And I know that many of us as individuals and families and as churches, we have already gone into this year uh, prayerfully and we've been seeking the Lord's will, seeking His face and just um, desiring to discover His will for us for this year. So thank you so much for being a, a praying church. You know, it's a, it's a joy to be able to speak to family today. And it doesn't matter where you are in uh, whatever shofar congregation you might be, whether it is up in the, the UK or Europe or uh, in, in Africa, or, or maybe you're connected to us in, in uh, a way that's uh, via uh, an online platform and you're sitting in a, a part of the world where there isn't even a, a shofar congregation. Um, but you hear our messages and you feel part of this family. And, and uh, uh, this message is uh, geared towards just stirring our hearts at the beginning of this year, to just bring an alignment uh, for all of us. Um, 2024 is year of convergence. We are going to trust the Lord that again this year, uh, in our thousands, we are going to be able to converge in, in different venues during uh, the month of October. And we're trusting God that as we do so, we will be converging around the love of the Father. We will be converging around the fact that our Lord Jesus he has sent us into this world as, as harvesters of a mighty, beautiful harvest that He has prepared for us. And that He has sent us out into this world empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so we look forward to convergence. We look forward to seeing you physically in, in any of those venues. And so I want to encourage you as well to uh, diarize those dates and, and try everything within your power to try and make it to the venues where we will be having these amazing sessions. We are going to have incredible speakers who will be joining us. But above all, we're looking forward to um, converge around the presence of God. And before we converge physically, we have the opportunity to converge in the spirit. Uh, prayer and fasting gives us an opportunity to converge on a couple of different ways. We converge around the provision of God. We converge around a, a broken and a needy world. And we converge around a partnership between us and God. And so I want to read for us from Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. And it says that consequently, he, uh, being Jesus, is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. And for us as a church family, it's so important to remember this, that we are bound together in spite of our different languages, the fact that some of us are in rural areas, others are in more uh, metropolitan areas. We are bound together by so many beautiful things. Uh, we live to take the gospel of Jesus to the whole world. We have a passion to see disciples being made. We, we believe that God has called us to Live as leaders, in other words, to live as salt and as light, not just as victims or spectators. And we believe that God has made the church his plan A, that he has chosen the church through which to transform communities, towns, cities, and nations. And therefore, we believe in church planting. We believe in being missional and sending out mission teams. And last year, we had the privilege of sending out hundreds of mission teams across our, our church family. We believe in our 
discipleship material in our encounters and in our Bible school. But you know, beyond all of those things, beyond the, the beautiful music God has graced us to make through our, our, uh, our worship albums and, and our engagement in, in poor communities and social upliftment, we have always been first and foremost. Shofar Christian Church has been a church that was birthed in and through prayer and fasting. And it is my encouragement to us this year that we will converge again around that basic building block of what it means to be a Christian. Um, we see the writer to the Hebrews says that Jesus lives to make intercession for us. What a wonderful thought. Uh, I don't know how many of you have prayer partners, prayer buddies praying for you, interceding for you, covering your back when you go through a difficult time. And the reality is that we have Jesus you and I, we have Jesus who is living to make intercession for us. He's not just a baby in the manger anymore. He's not hanging on the cross anymore. And he's certainly not in the tomb anymore. He's risen. And beyond that, he's ascended. And he's at the right hand of the Father right now, praying for us, interceding for us, bringing our needs before God the Father. And we desire as a church to spend time with Jesus, we desire to become like Jesus, and we desire to do the things which Jesus did. That's ultimately what we are all about. And so spending some time in, in prayer and fasting, and, and your pastor will be explaining to you how it will take place within your local context, but we're going to spend the month of February very intentionally pursuing God's face because we want to develop a lifestyle just like Jesus did, Jesus is praying for us right now. He's interceding for us right now. And whilst he was here on earth, he had a lifestyle of, of prayer. And I just want to read for you um, this portion of scripture from Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. And it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. And then a little bit later on in verse 14, Luke says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. And I believe that just as Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, what defines us, what sets us apart, is the fact that we have been filled with the Holy Spirit. We are a Spirit-filled church. It is we are in our very essence, in our very DNA. And the same Holy Spirit that led Jesus into a time of fasting into a time even of being challenged by the enemy. He is the same Holy Spirit who is going to be leading us into 2024. And what I've begun to realize lately is that this wilderness time for Jesus, this time of 40 days of fasting, uh, I used to think of this as a time where Jesus was vulnerable, of a time when, yeah, I mean, this was a good time for the enemy to come at Jesus to try and tempt him. But what I've begun to realize is that Jesus was probably at his most powerful during this time, because he was so dependent upon God. He was deliberately looking away from things which sustained him uh, emotionally and physically in, in, in other ways. And he was deliberately focusing on the love of his father, deliberately feeding himself on the goodness of God. God's word becoming his daily bread. He was feeding off that. And so the devil made a big mistake trying to come against him in this wilderness. And I feel that God is wanting to instill in us at the beginning of this year a confidence that it does not matter where we are going. 
God, the Holy Spirit, would be leading us into a time where we would become dependent upon God the Father and upon God the Holy Spirit in the same way that Jesus was. And a practical way of doing that is by fasting. So I want to encourage you that you will follow in Jesus' footsteps, that as a church family we will again prioritize intercession, that we will make it our lifestyle, that we will rally around our church services, we will rally around prayer time during the week, and that we will make a deliberate and a conscious effort this year during this time of corporate fasting, but also beyond that, to develop a lifestyle of consistent prayer and a rhythm of fasting where we seek God's face and trust Him that just as Jesus was able to return to Galilee, return to His ministry, return to the place of influence, be it a school or the boardroom or be it in a marketplace environment, that just as Jesus, after the time of fasting, was able to return full of power in the Spirit, and news about Him spread far and wide, that we, as His church, will be able to spread the news of Jesus Christ and His love far and wide, right across the globe, in the power of the Holy Spirit, as we live lifestyles of dependency upon Him through prayer and fasting. The Lord bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we are so blessed to be part of this beautiful church family. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, just go back to the Hebrews scripture, please. Um, Jonathan. Um, so I want us to spend a little bit of time praying. And I, I, I first want us just to look at this scripture in Hebrews 7 verse 25. It says, Consequently, he, Jesus, is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. And <clears throat> to just two things. I mean, we know that prayers are powerful. We, we know that when someone prays for you, it has an effect. I see Charles sitting here nodding his head <laughs> because when, when he was in a car accident, when was it? Two years ago now already. My goodness, time flies. You know, we as a church got together and we prayed. And... Um, we, we really ask God for His grace. And, and I remember going to the, to the um, hospital and seeing poor Charles lying there with pipes, you know, tubes going down his throat and, and, and the, the nurses and the doctors all flustered, you know, and, you know, saying, no, he's, he's critical, things are really bad and so on. And, and all we could do was pray. And we just prayed. And, and not only did he survive he recovered fully you know within two weeks he was walking again and um you know later on we found out that um what's what's that uh, glasgow coma index or something like that and and he, and he had a three you, you have between three and 15 three is like the lowest and and if you have a three you shouldn't survive <laughs> you should die <laughs> and and when he got there that's that was what his, his his gci number was was three he was supposed to die he wasn't supposed to make it but God was gracious to us as a community, and he heard our prayers, and he answered our prayers, and, and he, <clears throat> he was gracious to Charles and his family, and, and, uh, and, he, and he had his... So God answers prayers. We, we, we know that, and we know that when someone prays for you, it's powerful. You know, we, uh, end of last year, uh, Rochelle's mother, Mama Joyce, uh, passed away, and she used to pray for us 
a lot, and, and, and her prayers meant a lot to us. And all of us have some other grandma or someone in our lives who has prayed for us, whether we know about it or not. Now just think, you know, if, if someone like that, if, if Mama Joyce's prayers are powerful, if our prayers for Shaul are powerful, how much more powerful are Jesus' prayers for us? I know of few things as encouraging as the thought that right now Jesus is praying for me and Jesus is praying for you. So I just want you to, and, and, and you know, you, you pray for someone that you care about. You, you pray for someone that you love. You pray for someone because you want what's best for them. That's why you pray for them. And that's why Jesus is praying for you, is because he wants what's best for you. So I just want you to just, for a moment, just close your eyes and just thank Jesus for praying for you. And if there's anything specific that you need help with, then just say, Jesus, <laughs> I want to bring this specific need or weakness or um, challenge in my life to you. And, and um, yeah, just, just thank Jesus that he loves you and that he's praying for you. And bring your needs before him, just in your own words. I'm just going to give you a minute or two. Yes, Lord Jesus, we want to thank you that you love us, Lord, and that you show your love by praying for us, by interceding for us with the Father. Lord, even as you said to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you that you may be able to stand. And when you have come through, when you have returned, strengthen your brethren. And, and Lord, thank you, Lord, that in the same way that you're praying for us and not praying that we will just have comfortable lives without any challenges or complications, but that you're praying that everything that happens to us will lead to our salvation, will work, out, work together for our good, will make us more like you. And... We just thank you, Lord, that you love us that much. Thank you that you're praying for us. And thank you that that can give us confidence and hope for what we're going through in life. In Jesus' name. Amen. And then just the scripture says that because Jesus lives to always intercede for us, he's able to save us to the uttermost. Now, is there anyone in here who needs salvation? Anyone here who needs to be saved from certain things? I think all of us do. You know, all of us have our weaknesses, our sins, our, um, yeah, our, you know, destructive habits that we need to be saved from, our situations that we need to be saved from. And Jesus is able to save us to the uttermost. Uh, so I, I just want you to, Think of one thing, you know, in, in your life that, that you're struggling with. Whether it's a sin that you're struggling with, whether it's a relationship that you're struggling with, or a situation, maybe you have some sickness in your body or something. Whatever it is, uh, I just want you to think of that. And then I just want you to just, in your own words, just um, in a minute or so, just bring it before the Lord and say, Lord, I need to be saved from this. Thank you that you are able to save me to the uttermost. I pray that you'll save me from this. Okay, so let's, let's just close up eyes and pray and bring that before the Lord, just in your own words.
Yes, Jesus, we just bring our need for salvation before you, Lord, and we just, Lord, thank you that you heard every prayer, that you heard every specific thing that we need to be saved from, and thank you that you are able to save us from those, and those, that's why we bring them to you, the one who is able to save us from the uttermost, and say, Lord Jesus, save us. Save us from our sin. Save us from ourselves. Save us from the situations that we find ourselves in that we need salvation from, Lord. We put our trust in you. We put our hope in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then in Luke 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And at the end of of them, he was hungry. You know, so often... When we think about our wilderness experiences, and and all of us have wilderness experiences, when we think of them, we think of them as times when God has, um, we, we, we tend to think that God has forsaken us. That's why we're going through the wilderness. We think it's because God has forsaken us that we've, that we're in the wilderness. But, but here it says, and, and it's the same with, you know, the children of Israel who were in the wilderness for 40, 40 years, you know, God never forsook them. God never forsook Jesus. In fact, it was the Spirit who led Jesus into the wilderness. And often God leads us into the wilderness because he uses the wilderness to accomplish some other aspect of our salvation. And we need to, we, we need to learn to see our wilderness experiences through the lens of the gospel and through the lens of God's faithfulness and know that God's spirit is with us in the wilderness and that he wants to use that wilderness experience to accomplish something in us. And the best thing we can do in the wilderness is to embrace the wilderness experience and learn what God wants us to learn and allow God to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in our hearts. Otherwise, we, we can go through the wilderness you know, not be responsive to God, not experience what God wants us to experience, and have to go through a similar wilderness again, just a, a little bit later. Um, so, um, <clears throat> I want us to just pray um, and ask God to help us in in the wilderness and to view our wilderness season differently. So, you know, whatever wilderness you know you might be going through. Um, let's just pray and here I want us to turn to each other in groups of two, three or four let's just turn to each other in little groups and let's just pray that God will help us to go through the wilderness in the same way that Jesus went through the wilderness so I'm going to give you about three minutes or so just to quickly pray uh, pray about that just about the wilderness Yes, Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, even in the wilderness, Lord, that even in the wilderness you are leading us, Lord God, and 
using the wilderness to accomplish our salvation. Thank you, Lord, that the wilderness was so often a place, Lord, where your people could go to return to you, Lord, to to get rid of the things of the world and distractions of the world and just refocus on you again. And we pray, Lord God, that whenever we go through the wilderness, we will experience the same thing, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, um, for, yeah, just, Lord, like... Hagar, Lord, was in the wilderness, Lord God, and, and, and she, she knew you, Lord, as Alroy, the God who sees me. And thank you, Lord, that everyone who is like Hagar in the wilderness can know you as the God who sees them. And, and we just pray, Lord, that, yeah, Lord, that each of us will experience that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, then I want us to just pray specifically uh, for um, Andre and Mezen um, and their family and, and specifically for Azile, their son. Um, most of you will probably know that um, a couple of years ago he, he had a drowning accident and um, you know, experienced you know, severe um, you know, brain damage and just damage to his body, and um, they resuscitated him. Uh, but you know, the damage was 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 pretty severe, and there's been quite a lot of um, improvement in many ways. But recently, also there was a some other superbug that got into his lungs in the, in the hospital. You know, a drug resistant bug which is, you know, makes just any cold or something that, that he gets quite dangerous, life-threatening to him. So uh, I want us to just pray for, for his healing, for, for Azal's healing. It, it would take an absolute miracle, a total miracle for him to be healed. And only God can do that. He's the only one who can do that. So, so let's pray for, for his healing, but also for the Farina family, for Andre and Mizen and the Farina family, that God will give them grace in this time and, and, and strengthen their faith in this time. So, so let's pray for the Farina family um, on the one hand, but then also let's just pray for, I want you to, uh, each of us, just to pray for one other individual or family in the church that we know of that's going through a hard time. Okay, so let's just take uh, two, two, uh, two or three minutes to, to, to pray for those two things, for the Farina family and for some other individual or family in church that we know of. Yes, Lord, thank you, Lord, that you heard our prayers, Lord, as we brought the Farina family, Lord, and every other individual or family that was prayed for now before you, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord, that that you make your mighty right arm bare, Lord, and reach out into their lives and touch their lives, Lord God, and intervene in their lives, Lord. We we just, Lord, again, as a family, Lord, just bring us aisle before you, and we ask you for a miracle, Lord God. Lord, it, it would take a miracle, Lord for him to be healed and only you can do such miracles lord there's nothing that the doctors can do for him lord god there's 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 no medicine that can help him lord only you lord and therefore we ask lord please touch his body lord we we ask that you please restore his body lord god 
Lord, not just his lungs and his brain, Lord, but his entire body. We ask you for healing, Lord God, because we know that even though it's impossible in the natural, it's possible to you because nothing is impossible for you, Lord. And we just put our trust in you and we pray your blessing over them as a family and over every other family in church in Jesus' name. Amen. In... um, Luke 4, verse 14, it says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. And, and you know, often when we do fast, when we go through a period of, like we've been going through now as a congregation, where we put off certain things so that we can put on certain things, the things that we put off, we often find that those were the things that were preventing us from experiencing God's presence from experiencing God's blessing and, and we've allowed um, often through our disobedience certain blockages in our lives and when we put off those things when we fast and, and put away the things that, um, that are harmful to us and that are displeasing to God we, 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 we you know, experience more of God's presence and that's you know, after Jesus' time of fasting it says he came in the power of the Spirit there, were, there, there was a new level of experience of of the power of the Holy Spirit. And we want to pray for that for us as well as a congregation. So I want us to again just turn to each other in groups of, uh, in our groups and, and just um, pray that, that we as a church will really, in this time of prayer and fasting, really experience God's presence and the working of His Holy Spirit even more uh, than before. And specifically that we'll experience His, his leading and, and, and His his wisdom, his guidance in his wisdom for us to make wise decisions. So let's just turn to each other and, and for a couple of minutes just um, bring ourselves as a church before him and, and just bring this time before him and just pray, God, um, let one of the outcomes of this be that we experience your presence more keenly more, um, and that we experience more of your power so that we can, like Jesus, serve, not just be blessed but be a blessing. So let's just take a couple of minutes and pray for that, please. Yes, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that we can just consecrate this time of prayer and fasting to you and pray, Lord, that as we draw near to you, that we will experience, Lord, that you draw near to us, Lord, as you promised in your word in James 4. And we pray, Lord, that we will experience, Lord, just a a heightened awareness of your presence and of your power, um, of your Holy Spirit in us and among us in Jesus' name, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that that, uh, yeah, Holy Spirit, that you'll help us to grow in our sensitivity towards you, to, to your leading and to your guidance and to your wisdom, wisdom and to, to your still small voice whispering in our ears saying to us, this is the way, walk in it. Lord, we, we just consecrate ourselves to you and we pray, Lord, that you'll, um, yeah, we, we ask you for this blessing, Lord, during our time of prayer and fasting in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, and then let's, let's also just uh, for a minute or two just pray that, uh, I mean, God has intended for us as His church to be a house of prayer. Um, and all of us, you know, you know, when I ask Christians, who of you pray as much as you'd like to pray? Then very few Christians actually put up their hands. <laughs> we all want to actually pray more. And we all want to pray more effectively and more fervently. 
Um, so, so let's just ask God to, to, to help us grow in our prayer lives and that this time of prayer and fasting won't just be something that we do now. We pray a lot now and then afterwards we go back to normal again. But that God will change something in our rhythms, in the rhythms of our lives so that we really um, take our prayer lives both individually and corporately to the next level and that it stays there. Okay, so let's, let's just take a couple of minutes and pray for that. Yes, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are a praying Savior and that you therefore call us to be a praying church, to be praying saints. And we, we just consecrate ourselves to you and we pray, Lord, that you will use this time of prayer and fasting to, to just instill in us a new habit and rhythm of praying more, spending more time at your feet in prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Then... Um, I also just want us to, to pray for, for salvation. All of us, God has placed us in the world, in our families where we are, in our workplaces where we are, or the places where we study uh, or go to school or, you know, amongst our circle of friends, not just for ourselves, but to be a witness, to be salt and light for him, to be an influence for him, um, to, to um, yeah, for others to be exposed to his grace and to his goodness and to his gospel, his good news. So I want us to just um, pray for two things. Um, I, want, I, want, I want each of us just to pray, um, and, and once again we can do this in our groups, just pray, number one, um, for opportunities every week going forward. Say, God, please give me opportunities to witness for you. And then pray for at least one person by name, whether it's a family member or a colleague or just a friend or, or an acquaintance. But pray for, for one person by name and ask God for their salvation. Okay, so pray for opportunities to witness and for, for one person for salvation. Yes, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that you have been faithful in each of our lives, Lord, that, in, that each of us, Lord, has, has a testimony of your faithfulness and your salvation, of your goodness and your favor, Lord God. And we, we just thank you, Lord, for that you give us opportunities to share those, Lord, to share, Lord, testimonies, Lord, of your faithfulness, Lord, with the people around us, Lord. Please open up doors and please open up hearts to receive Lord, those t testimonies. And, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for each person that was brought before you by name, Lord. And we ask for their salvation, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will soften hard hearts, Lord, and that you'll draw them to yourself and save them in Jesus' name. Amen. And then finally, I want us to just pray for our country, for South Africa. Um, this year is a election year and I just have a feeling it's going to be a very critical significant year in in the history of South Africa um, there yeah there, there are a lot of things that can improve um, and I just have a sense that one of the ways in which God wants to bring about change is through the elections um, he doesn't want to um, you know 
Yeah, I don't think God wants to wants to bring about change through violence. You know, wants to wants there to be violence or you know chaos in in our country or you know um, protests and all kinds of stuff. I, I think God wants to bring change through through the election. So um, I just want us to pray for South Africa and pray that God will um, use the elections to bring change and to that God will give us um, you know godly leaders, wise leaders who will act in the best interest of the country, not just in their own best interest. So, um, yeah, uh, um, let, let's, let's ask God that, that he will judge those who, who, who do the wrong stuff, those leaders that do the wrong stuff, and that he'll lift up and promote those leaders that do the right stuff. So, so let's just take a couple of minutes and pray for South Africa, and especially pray for the elections that are coming up this year. Yes, Lord God, we just bring our country, South Africa, before you, Lord God. And, Father, we ask you for your grace and your mercy upon South Africa, Lord God. We, we pray, Lord, um, that you will bring change in South Africa, Lord. You know that we need change, Lord. We need uh, better government, Lord God. We need better service delivery, Lord. We need less corruption, Lord God. Lord, and, and, and we, we, we ask, Lord, that, that you will intervene, Lord, in Jesus' name. And that you'll bring change through this year's elections, Lord God. We pray, Lord, that Christians everywhere will rise up, Lord, and actually vote and pray, Lord, for the country, Lord. And um, yeah, we even ask, Lord God, um, where the ANC seems to have sided with Hamas and with Iran and and all that, Lord. And and yeah, where there's where there's so much. Um, corruption, Lord, in government, Lord God, and, and where the poorest of the poor are the ones who are suffering the most. We, we ask, Lord, even that you will judge those, Lord, who are stealing, Lord, and who are, who are mismanaging, Lord God, and that you'll raise up good leaders, strong leaders, faithful leaders, faithful stewards, Lord, who will steward the, the many resources with which you've blessed us as a country, Lord. But we, we pray, Lord, that, that you'll do this in your way, Lord, and in a way that um, make South Africa stronger as a nation, more unified, Lord, and, and more open to you and to your truth and to your salvation. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Joburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.com.